Welcome to An Expat's Russia. In this episode, we're going to talk about how two Americans ended up going to Russia. Welcome to An Expat's Russia, where we dive deep into what Russia has to offer expats. Here are your hosts, Matt and Marcus. Matt is the founder of Expatriant, which helps expats find jobs in Russia. And Marcus founded Let's Russia to make it easy to get a Russian visa. Between the two of them, they have over 15 years of experience in Russia. Is Russia the place for you? Let's find out. Matt, we're just going to kick it off with the first question. How, how did you end up going to Russia? Sure. So obviously, um, everyone has their story of how they got to Russia. Um, mine is not the most interesting, but the timeline that led up to it, I think, was probably... Um, longer than most people and I actually had no background in Russia. So I actually ended up in Russia the first time by accident. Um, my university was going, going to Russia, the business school. I was studying finance. Uh, every year did a trip to another country to study what business is like abroad. And they just happened to be going to Russia. And a good friend of mine said, Matt, the business school is going to Russia. I want to go on the trip. Do you want to go with me? And I said, well, I've never really been anywhere outside the U.S. Why not? Um, and that's how I ended up in Russia the first time. We went yeah. for two weeks, um, and that kicked off something that led to probably the biggest change in my entire life, these two weeks. Well, what year was that? That was in 2009. Okay, 2009. All right. Um, so what was the time span between when you heard about the trip and when you actually went? So I, I think it was probably about... December or January when I heard about the trip and my friend and I had discussed it uh-huh. and the trip was in May Okay so, so not that much time. Yeah, and couple months and what was the commitment involved when you said yeah I, I think I want to go and then did you put out uh, Pay for the course or whatever and so yeah, there was a point so of was, no return, right? Yeah, so it was one of the so essentially it was a course a whole semester-long course, at least equivalent to a semester-long course, mm-hmm. done in two weeks because it was obviously intense all day, every day, two weeks. Mm-hmm. So when I decided I wanted to do this in December or January, um, I had to pay a deposit. I think it was $1,000. And the whole course was you had to pay for the credits like any other course at the university. And then on top of that, it was, I think, $3,300. And you had to pay immediately a deposit of 1000 Okay. And prior to that, you had never been to to Russia I had, or Eastern Europe. I grew up in, exactly, I'd never actually even left the North America. So I grew up in Maine, and I had been to Quebec a number of times, which is about as foreign as you can get in North America. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I'd never left the United States. Okay. Um, I had a similar experience. Uh, it did, my, my first trip to Russia was completely... Um, out of the blue, I would say. Uh, in 2005, I was a freshman at BYU, and I was thinking, um, where where could I go to? A, I wanted to participate in another f- uh, study abroad program. Yeah. Um, my mom's German, so I didn't want to go to Germany. I wanted to experience a new language. So. Yeah. Um, I was just looking online for programs and in Western Europe. And they were all really expensive. So my my <laughs> main motivator was, uh, you know, find the find a cheaper program. Sure. And um, 
I was just talking to a friend and saying, oh, I couldn't, I can't afford a, a study abroad program. Rome was like $12,500. Uh, France was very similar outside of the, tr the, the plane ticket. So you, you're adding the, the travel, travel costs to there. Right. And, um, and then my, fr my good friend, he, he said, where's Anna Kornikova from? And at that I moment, I find it funny that you remember all of this. You remember specifically this conversation about Anna Kornikova. Well, because <laughs> I've heard this story a couple of times. I don't know. Um, I mean, let's see. Two thousand five, she was famous. I mean, I don't know what her, anybody. I don't know what her peak peak uh, yeah tennis career was, but I I definitely knew exactly what he was talking about, and and I didn't think of Anna Kornikova, but I I knew she was from Russia, and so I was like, I think she's from Russia. And then I went home and I, I looked at programs specifically in, in uh, Russia. I hadn't thought about Ukraine or Russia or any Eastern European country. Right. And so thanks to Anna Kornikova, I headed to Russia. Uh, no, I, I did find you know, a program. It was 6, 000, under $6,000. And then I yeah. went through a, a U.S. Um, university. My university didn't have a program at the time. But um, yeah, my the whole reason I went to Russia the first time was because it was significantly cheaper than uh, Western Europe. So Interesting. And like I said, I ended up in Russia the first time quite simply almost by accident. Mm -hmm. I wasn't intending to go to Russia. There was no sort of connection to Russia for me. Um, it's funny because when you get to Russia, most people who are there have some connection to Russia. Maybe it's um, lineage or they studied Russian history or the Russian mm -hmm. language in school, but I mean, both of us really had no connection when we first decided to, to go to Russia. Yeah, I've heard several times where people um, have started studying Russian because they wanted to, well, they read um, literature, Russian literature in English and they loved it so much. They were like, I got to read it in the original language. So I've heard that a couple of times that, you know, they started learning Russian just because of art or something like that or cultural things. And right. then... Um, I just wanted to learn a different language and, and do it rather inexpensively. So that was kind of my, my and I had, I had no idea what to expect. Well, I was just going to ask, did you have any expectations when you were going to Russia? Because for me personally, I didn't honestly even know the first thing about Russia. Of course, once I signed up for the class, they had like these little preparation classes. I think it was once a week for an hour or something leading up. Um, and they told us... You have a few things about Russia, what to watch out for, this and that, and mm -hmm. we learned a few Russian words. But outside of that, I really had absolutely no expectations. I didn't read anything about Russia. I didn't. Uh, YouTube wasn't as big as it is today. I mean, today you could go on YouTube and and learn almost everything about Russia. You could see how Russian people live and learn about what is a dacha. But back in those days, it seems crazy. But 2009, only 11 years ago, the amount of content about Russia was so. Maybe it was there. I don't know. I just didn't know about it. But um, I, I had just about no expectation before going. Yeah, I think I it's one of those topics that you have to go out and actively search um, because it won't. It just doesn't pop into your mind. Like um, when I was growing up, um, I, although I grew up in a in a German American family, I, I did travel outside the U.S. quite often, and but still, when I was I think it was 18 when that when I decided to go to Russia. I I never even thought about anything um, yeah. related to Russia. So I didn't. I don't remember 
um, talking about Russian cultural cultural um, like aspects in our history class or or high school right. or anything. So it was kind of just my expectations were non-existent. Yeah. So that's similar to me. Yeah. So so before you went, so you signed up for the course. Before you went, you kind of looked more into it. Uh, was it? Um, what were your feelings going up to the, as the trip came closer? I was just excited to see a new country. Okay. And actually, at the end of the day, that friend who invited me to go on the trip ended up not being able to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I ended up going with all of these people I didn't know, some of whom are still my best friends. But were they the U.S. Uh, students at the same university? Yeah, they were all from the, yep, all, okay. all U.S. students, all from the same university, the University of Maine. Okay. Um, and how did you, how did your, I guess, lack of expectations, how did, how did that um, differ from, I guess if you don't have any expectations, you don't know what, to, you don't know, you know, what you're going to see. Yeah. But Well, I would say most of the people who went on the trip, none of us had really traveled abroad. Okay. At least no one had done so extensively. Mm -hmm. So when you got so to Russia, what were your first impressions? Well, I, I will never forget going out onto Red Square when we first got there. It was just like an incredible new world. Like the thought was, how does something like this exist outside of the United States? I know that seems strange for me to say that today, but that was absolutely my thought back when it was happening was there's this incredible world out there. Yeah. And, you know, obviously coming from the United States, we have these stereotypes about Russia that people are cold and mean or, you know, the weather's not nice, it's dark, all of these just weird stereotypes. And I found that none of them were true. The people were incredibly nice, incredibly hospitable. Um, all of the culture and, and things to see in Russia were so much more interesting than anything I'd ever seen in my life, actually. It's funny that, I mean, you recall some of the cultural stereotypes, but I don't recall any of that before my... Even when I got there, I didn't know um, that people had certain stereotypes. I've never heard in the U.S., but I've heard from Russians, like uh, yeah. bears walk the street, everyone <laughs> drinks vodka. Yeah, I, uh, yeah Well, they drink a cold. lot. You had never heard that? That was definitely one of the things that I think us as kids were... You know, in college, we're looking forward to, oh, they drink a lot in Russia. This is going to be fun. I, but, I had never heard um, specifically about Russians. No, I mean, that's how, that's how, I mean, blocked it was to me. Um, yeah. I mean, I've heard that about different countries, but um, it didn't seem, when people told me that, oh, um, why did you end up going to Russia or how was it? And I'm like, uh, when they told me the stereotypes, I was confused because I had never heard that stereotype before. So, sure. um, yeah, my first impressions were, of course, I had no expectations, so I didn't know what to, to what I would see. But um, I kind of just, I landed in the winter. Um, this guy picked me up from the, the university, like, study abroad program, this Russian guy with a mustache. He was pretty tall. <laughs> I, I'm kind of short, so everyone's taller than me. He had my name spelled wrong on the on the yeah. like, piece of paper, but it looked scribbled like he wrote it with a pen. And he had my name spelled wrong. And I was like, uh, and it was, so I landed 
in the in the evening so it was dark yeah. and it was in the winter so there's not not a lot of daylight anyway we get right. on mcod the main um uh highway around moscow and he's yeah. like driving in the middle of the of the lanes and i'm like uh can you stay in your lane <laughs> i'm like by the time i got to the university i had uh like i was holding on to the seat probably with indents in it um but yeah it was it was kind of interesting the first but i didn't i didn't feel terribly like oh what I, what have I, what have i done or where am i um i i uh, lived in a dorm and and with other yeah. with other americans and yeah it was it was fine after that it was kind of just like i was bright eyed and and yeah like kind of taking it all in because it was so different right well like i said i had no no expectations whatsoever i remember arriving at the airport getting on the bus and then just riding i can't remember which highway it was from sheremetyevo it was probably leningradsky prospect yeah. and just looking out the window like what is this place this is so different than rural maine where i grew up yeah that yeah. it was just um, it was just unbelievable for all of us we were just like glued to the windows looking out like, what is this we were in a completely different world yeah i actually wondered a lot what would have happened if my first trip abroad had been to let's say germany which doesn't honestly look that much well all of my all of my ideas of germany are after having been in russia so but generally germany doesn't look that much different than the us but depending on the city it still can look uh you know a bit different if it's a east german city mm -hmm. i i always wonder what would my impressions have been of russia had i been to other countries first yeah i'll never know obviously but <laughs> well my relatives in germany when i first i so before the study abroad i headed to germany i had a problem with the visa but i had my german passport so i i went to germany waiting for the visa and i was yeah. like okay well you know I'll just wait till I get the visa and I was telling my relatives that I'm going to Russia and it's it's odd to me that Germany I mean Western Europe is so close to Russia I mean it's like two yeah. and a half three hour flight three and a half hour depending on where you're going but um, yeah. it's so close and their perception of Russia is so far from the truth yeah because Absolutely. I would think I that in the that. in the US um, because you're even farther, it would be farther from the truth. But right. yeah, so my relatives were like, why are you going to Russia? I, I heard this, I heard that. And uh, yeah, when I, I was like, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> so <laughs> when I got there, I was like, uh, yeah, people, they have subway, they have, uh, you know, 2005, they, they didn't have as many um, fast food chains, but they're all over, they were still, you could, you could find them. and now they're right. all over the place so right um now it's actually incredible how much moscow has changed since even 2009 you were there in 2005 so i imagine that it changed just as fast between or even faster between 2005 and 2009 but from 2009 to 2020 just unbelievable difference isn't it yeah um it's like a, a whole different city to me the people the mentality has changed yeah. um the family unit has changed even, so there are more families be having kids. Um, yeah. In 2005, I don't, yeah, I I don't know. I was like kind of this naive young kid, so 
I didn't really get a lot of things, you know, you kind of just passes by you, you don't really think about it so deeply, but after, over the years, yeah, uh, um, I noticed how different it, it was. Yeah, well, I'd be interested to know, why did you end up deciding to go back to Russia and to live in Russia? Because I know you've lived in Russia for a number of years, as have I, um, and, you know, what made you decide, at least, at least you had spent a semester there, before I moved to Russia, I'd only been there for a total of four weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah. But you had at least spent a semester before you went back to Russia to live. Yeah, so um, so I was getting ready to go on my study abroad. Uh, it was four months, January 2005 to April 2005. And I just remember, so when I first went to university, I um, my major was um, linguistics. And I mm -hmm. really liked... Um, traveling and learning languages. So when I got to Russia, I did study hard for for those four months. I went out and practiced and talked to everyone I could. And uh, which was really, if you're going to learn a language, Russian is nice, nice just because uh, a lot of people don't speak English very well, like Germany, like right. you mentioned. If you go try right. to speak German, people are like, ah, let's just speak English. <laughs> you're like, right. you don't get to practice it. But, well, I always um, tell people the most important barrier you have to get across if you're learning a language is you need to speak that language better than the average person speaks English. Yes. And as, as soon as you pass that barrier, it becomes incredibly easy. Yes. To, to advance further. That's for sure. I mean, I so I I felt in my group I, I was doing quite well and I could go out and, and I I'm typically a shy person, but I was I was in Russia. I didn't know anybody, so I didn't really care. <laughs> so I would go out and talk to people, and um, and at the end of the four months, I knew I wouldn't wouldn't learn Russian if I didn't go back. So right. I went back the second time as a missionary for my uh, for the LDS church, and yeah. that's basically, I mean, almost two years. So you go to the mis the missionary training center, you have a crash course in Russian, then you yeah. go to Russia and. Um, for an hour each morning, I studied Russian just from textbooks, practicing, yeah. I'd write, I'd read the materials, write, um, and then we'd go out and talk to people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yeah. that's not the easiest topic to, to bring yeah, up to people. I imagine, yeah. So, so um, and I went in the winter. I remember specific, um, Specifically, I was in Pskov, a small town in uh, yeah. near Estonia. St. Peter's? Yeah. Near, yeah. Um, it's about, I think it's like... Oh, between Moscow four, and St. Peter's. Four, right? three, three to four hour bus ride, I can't quite remember. But then it's about an hour outside of the uh, of Estonia, the, the border to Estonia. And so people outside of the big cities are typically more open. Um, and I would just like talk to pe try to talk to people... Sometimes, you know, they didn't understand me. I, I didn't understand much of the, what they were saying either. But I remember one one time we were speaking. We went up to this person in really cold weather. And I couldn't I couldn't pronounce the words that I wanted to say just because it was so cold. <laughs> My lips were like frozen. But the, the uh, motivation for me was to perfect my Russian. I, I really took it as a challenge. I liked the language. I liked... Uh, learning um, just the culture through the language 
because right, it's right. so entwined. Yeah, especially so, in Russia. Yeah, and and I just yeah found it fascinating, and then um, after that I after a mission I went back to university, then I went back to Russia to teach English. Um, I married a Russian, and then I stayed in Russia from 2012 to 2019. Um, so I mean, different things kind of it it evolved from there, but right. uh, the main driving force was learning Russian. So interesting. What about interesting? What about you? So my motivation came after I got my first job after college. So I graduated from university, started working in Boston in this bank. It was fine, but it was so boring. And I just remember thinking, this cannot be what I'm going to do for the next 45 years of my life. If it is, this is going to be the worst life. And I said, this would be even, even if I was just doing this in Russia, it would be way more interesting. So I worked in that job for almost a year. Maybe it was 10, 10, or, 10 or 11 months, something and, like and that. You and you had already come back from your... Um, yeah two experiences in Russia as a student. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So actually, I, I should have mentioned this. After I went to Russia the first time with my university, they went again to Russia the next year. And I signed up for this. It was a different course. It counted as a different course. Mm -hmm. But it was a similar trip, and we went back to Russia. And that was... And after the second time, I was just like, no. This, I definitely want to go back someday to Russia to work. Mm-hmm. And then I graduated, started working, like I said, in Boston, super boring, working in finance. Um, and I said, I just, I can't do this. So I quit my job after 10 or 11 months. And at the time, it was difficult to get a long-term visa to Russia as an American. You could have done a business visa, which I wasn't, I didn't know enough about, so I didn't do that. And I'd say, well, a tourist visa is only good for 30 days. I want to go and I want to try to learn Russian. What year was so this? I ended up, this was 2000. 2012. Okay. And I said, all right, I'm just going to go to Ukraine because at the time, Russian and Ukraine was widely spoken and actually most people spoke or preferred to speak Russian. So I went to Ukraine for three months um, and I ended up living with a friend I had met on a previous trip to Ukraine. Actually, on spring break, my senior year in college, we went to Ukraine, me and a couple buddies from my fraternity that was our spring break trip everyone was like going to florida or the caribbean and we're like we're going to ukraine and it's going to be freezing cold anyway we went to ukraine i met a ukrainian guy there that i ended up keeping in touch with and then when i quit my job i went over to ukraine and i ended up living with this guy and um his friend so i was speaking russian all the time okay he could actually speak english pretty well but since i told him i wanted to learn russian he like stopped speaking english to me <laughs> so I stayed in Ukraine for three months, um, started learning Russian, uh, and then I came back from that, and I was like, oh, man, I, I, I can't go back to working again in the United States. So I took another temporary job in the U.S. This is in the beginning of 2013. And as soon as I started that temporary job, I bought a one-way ticket to Russia for that summer. I was like, this is it. I'm going to save up money for the next five or six months, and then I'm gone to Russia, and I'm going to figure it out. I don't ha didn't have any plans, and that's how I ended up in in Russia. But, uh, um, so you spent time in Ukraine, but why didn't you say, you know, why didn't you think, did you ever think that you were going to go back to Ukraine or the ultimate goal was to go back to Russia? Well, the ultimate goal was to go back to Russia because at that point, then I started speaking a bit of Russian and I thought, well, if I want to learn Russian, you need to do it in Russia. 
That's number one. Number two, I also had known some people from those trips that we did to Russia during my university time. I knew a few people in Russia. Some of them were involved in doing types of business in Russia. So I thought, well, at the very least, I'll know some people that I can maybe try to help, you know, get a job. Well, this is a story for another video, but I got to Russia. I ended up traveling all around Russia when I got there. So, um, and then the Ukraine crisis hit and it was hard to find a job and we can get into that in another video, but that's how I ended up in Russia. And then I was in Russia from 2013 to 2018, so five years. Five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, um, there are a ton of reasons why somebody would want to go to Russia or how they end up in Russia. Mine was, uh, learning a different language, kind of seeing something different. Um, saving some money uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yours was kind of an invitation from a friend at first and then right and then again uh, you wanted to perfect your Russian as well or was it right. that kind of adventure well it was it was kind of an, an adventure I wanted to try to get international business experience okay. and I also wanted to learn Russian by the end of it yeah um, and so many people told me, I don't know about you, but they said, well, oh, Russian's so hard. You're never going to learn. It's too difficult. And I just wanted to prove all these people yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so other people, I would, I, let's end with this. Um, other people, you know, how did they end up in Russia? Did they have a similar story? Or um, I know many, many people go to Russia um, because they met a Russian girl and yeah. they, they ended up uh, either temporarily temporarily living in Russia or um, permanently living in Russia? Yeah, well, I would say all of my best friends in Russia ended up there because they were studying Russian mm-hmm. or Russian history or some some type of, you know, Russian. Um, I, uh, most of the people that I met in Russia, most of them had either met a girl or a guy and were in Russia sort of following their boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. That was my experience. Um, but that wasn't, I would say, yeah. I mean, there's so many reasons. I mean, if, if we started talking about why people went to Russia, it's actually kind of funny to think about some of the reasons. Yeah. I actually heard the other day from a friend, he met someone in Russia who was there because he was trying to escape from his ex-wife. In the <laughs> he US? To, no, he was from the UK. He oh, was okay. trying to disappear in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all these weird weird reasons that's a good topic for another video too yeah exactly okay well you've heard it from uh, matt and me how we first got to to russia it wasn't completely you know what we wanted to do uh in the beginning but uh, something drove us to russia and in the next videos we'll talk about a lot of the tangents that we were about to pursue and um yeah so follow along and uh if you're thinking of going to russia it's definitely a unique place. Absolutely. And I would just say that both of us now have tried to start our own businesses centered around helping other people go to Russia. So Marcus started Let's Russia, and I started Expatriate with my brother, who actually coincidentally lives in Ukraine right now. Yeah, so we help people uh, with the visas going to Russia, and uh, Matt, you help people find jobs. Yeah. So check it out if you're interested in going to Russia and we'll see you in the next video.
If you enjoyed the video, like, comment, and subscribe for more. This was an Expats Russia.